2: on this episode of kicked back presented by betway caroline and julia here with you guys covering the entire women's world cup on the 90th minute julia
0: how are you I am doing so well we have some amazing games to chat about today and again more history more records are being broken so what's you know what's better than that honestly I agree we were just talking about the fact that we've kind of hit
2: this stride within the women's world cup that we're more used to world cup times in Australia and New Zealand than we are our own you know city times here eastern and mountain times so this is the way the world cup goes, goes but we're excited to cover everything and we'll start with South Africa versus Italy because mm. lot A lot of people had Italy getting out of this group stage. Um, Italy ranked 16th in the world. Italy's fourth World Cup. They've made it to the quarterfinals twice before and most recently in 2019. So a lot of people had this Italian side getting through. South Africa today needed the win. And in a crazy 3-2 defeat over Italy with a game-winning goal in extra time, Mm -hmm. they managed to pull off not only their first ever World Cup win, but they also managed to pull off their first round of 16 matchup, which is insane. Like when you think about all the history that mm-hmm. the South African side just made in one day in one game is crazy, crazy, crazy. And I'm so happy for them and so
0: happy for their fans. Absolutely. And I mean, first of all, just to quick mention Italy, they put up a fight too. It was very back and forth. Yeah, it was. Caruso scores the brace. Credit to her. She was fabulous out there. But the headline here is 100% just this glory, this joy, this incredible moment that South Africa produced. And something that really stuck with me that I really loved about this was after the match, and their captain was ecstatic. And she was basically saying, you know, all of us, all of us women have gone through hardships to get here. We faced all the odds. And this win is for every single woman in the world that has ever wanted to be on the world cup stage. It was so, it was like a a chilling moment because it wasn't even just people back home, but it was like for all of the underdogs out there, for all of the people that didn't make it, this is for you. And just this team, this oh, this sense of joy and empowering emotion that was very special to witness too. Yeah.
2: You talk about post-game moments. I, I felt that way watching their manager kind of give her feedback. You could see her excitement mm-hmm. through her. You could hear it through her words saying that, you know, this team defied all odds and they made history winning their first game, but also now getting into the knockout stage. And she said, quote unquote, it was freaking awesome. So I love to see that from a manager, you know, every mm-hmm. single, person who was representing that South African side had a smile from ear to ear and you love to see it. Another thing I love about this side is just the, the vibes that they're bringing to this women's world cup, how much they're singing, how much they're dancing on and off the pitch. You know, you see these locker room videos, uh, you, you see how they're warming up and getting ready for the game. This, these are the vibes that I love to see in football because it brings so much happiness, so much joy, so much culture to the game. And I just am so excited to see these South African women bring that into the knockout stage. And I'm just very proud of them because what an accomplishment it is to, to do what they did all in one game. And like, like we keep saying, the odds were against them and they stay true to who they are, who they are at the core. They had fun today. Their chemistry was incredible on the second and third goal that South Africa had. Cause that first goal was an own goal. We'll talk about that in a second, mm-hmm. but the second and third goal that they had the passing, the combination play, you know, finding players' feet finding the lane. I was so impressed with them. And we mentioned this on a previous episode, how they did win their African champions. They won in 2022. So they mm-hmm. were entering this women's world cup to show the world that they are capable to contend on the world stage on the biggest stage of them all. They did exactly that. So happy for them mm-hmm. to all the South African fans who might be watching this and listening to this. We're so
0: excited for mm-hmm. you and can't wait to see what happens now in the round of 16. Absolutely. It's just part of this storyline that we've been adding to every single episode of these Nations who maybe people didn't expect to do as well coming up and making their mark on the world on their mark on the game. It's so cool. You mentioned Caroline, some of their goals. I loved watching their third goal in particular, of course, right at the end, the emotion, but the quick passes, I think the awareness of where their players were was fantastic and the the culture like you said the the culture that they bring to this tournament to the pitch was fabulous and no small feat taking on a team like Italy Mm -hmm. okay Italy have done well historically they're you know one of the bigger nations again amazing major kudos to them major kudos to them and i'm really excited to see what they're going to do next time i hate to bring it up but italy's first goal was an own goal
2: and i would have to say at this moment in time probably the biggest misplay of the tournament the biggest blooper you hate to see any player go through this but if you haven't seen it definitely go watch it you know a defender on italy didn't really pick up her head when she was passing back to her goalkeeper and ended up scoring on her own net because she wasn't aware of the placement of the goalkeeper. Goalie did everything that they could to try and save the ball, but it ended up going back into the net. A nice break for South Africa. You know, now at that point, the game being tied one, one, but an unfortunate, extremely unfortunate, unlucky error by the Italians and that player in particular, my heart goes out to her because Mm -hmm. I can't even imagine what that must feel like. But, you know, we talk about moments in the game, you know, players have missed penalties. Uh, These things happen. This is the way football works. It's not going to be every single person's day or every single team's day. And for for today, South Africa on that first goal, it was a nice little lucky break for them. And then they absolutely finished off the game
0: perfectly. It was just Mm -hmm. a really good game to watch. It was a great game to watch. And, you know, this maybe it was this momentum that they needed to to push forward that going from, you know, on that own goal. But the own goal, of course, heartbreaking. It's this moment where. You kind of jump and your heart drops. Yes. Like oh no, like they will be replaying that moment. I know. Or ever, you know. I can't imagine them going to bed tonight thinking, was that maybe the the pivotal turning point of the game? Who knows? It might be. It might not be. But like you said, these games, these things happen in games, and it is what it is. We're human. We make mistakes. But it's about how you bounce back. So I really hope that this Italian team still holds their head high and moves forward from this in whatever international games they have next. But wow, something (laughs) something to watch. That's for sure. I also, before we move on from this
2: game, I want to give a shout out to South Africa's goalkeeper, Swart. I believe that's how you pronounce her last name. Italy had seven shots on target. And I think she came up big time on a few of them, like very, very big time. So I I think it's also important that we give love to the goalkeepers because I think a lot of goalkeepers in this tournament, maybe even especially earlier on are making these really big time saves. And they also deserve a lot of cred. Um, I felt the same way about Jamaica's goalkeeper. We'll get into the Jamaica game here in a second. But just overall, I'm so happy for South Africa. I love the storylines of this World Cup. Mm -hmm. These, you know, debut nations or these teams that haven't ever got a win or these teams that have never been to the knockout stages are now accomplishing all the history and defying all the odds. And I'm here for it. It's early in the morning where I live, but that's like just a natural. It's like having coffee without having the coffee. You know what I mean? It wakes
0: me up. 100% Oh, 100% injected into your veins all day, yeah. Caroline. <laughs> like, I know. Oh, it's and Again, I think this is probably going to be one of the most memorable parts of the tournament is these amazing storylines. And I'm just so amped for how this is going to be a domino effect for women's football for the next yep. tournament. So it's going to be huge. I think the Olympics are going to be a lot different than what people might be expecting. So stay tuned. Oh, yeah.
2: And now I'm just so excited for Olympic qualifications and the Olympics. Mm. I want to know how everything starts to play out. It's going to be so good. I know. Uh, Let's, let's move on to Jamaica versus Brazil. Nil, nil. Mm -hmm. I'm so, this is another team. I'm so impressed with Jamaica, the Mm -hmm. reggae girls. They handled, they handled their business so much in the group Mm -hmm. stage tough nil-nil draw against France, won their first ever World Cup game against Panama, and then all they needed today against Brazil was a single point to move on. Now, not an easy thing to do when you're taking on Marta and company. This is one of the best footballing nations in the world. We spoke about this on uh, on one of our episodes on Kicked Back. They had one of the best build-up plays in the entire World Cup. One of the best goals, I still think, of this tournament. Just, totally. how, seamless, just how seamless the Brazilians are and how crafty they are. Jamaica handled their business once again. So, in this group stage, they got their first ever World Cup win, and now they're going into the knockout stages for the first time in their history for the Women's World Cup. Mm-hmm. And I just have to give a massive shout out to them because they were disbanded back in 2008, lack of funding in the women's program. Sadella mm-hmm. Marley recognize what was going on. Obviously, uh, daughter of Bob Marley, the biggest reggae legend. She helped fundraise hundreds of thousands of dollars to restart this women's program. Jamaica then goes and qualifies for their first ever Women's World Cup in 2019. And then here they are in 2023, getting into the knockout stage. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Just the story of Jamaica makes me so happy. Just like the story of South Africa and to knock, to, to eliminate Brazil, that's a feat in itself. So the
0: Jamaican women also riding on a super big high. They are. It just it makes you want to smile. It makes you want to dance like this story just does something. And it's so amazing and so incredible in the best possible way. You know, you mentioned to Caroline that the first time program history making it through to the next round. But they're also the first Caribbean nation to ever do that in the Women's World Cup, too, which is fabulous. It's like these records are just keep adding and adding. And it's so cool to be able to witness this history. But Jamaica was also one of three nations. I believe Japan and Sweden were the other ones who have not conceded a single goal. This tournament. And who would have thought Jamaica would have been one of the teams that would have done that uh, throughout the whole group stage? That's incredible. It's an attest to their defensive strength, their tightness, and their keeper as well. You know, this Mm -hmm. these keepers, this tournament, have been fabulous. But I think that stat needs to get out into the world because major kudos to those. (laughs) These reggae girls have not let the ball in the net. They are strong. Their second game, they did it all without their linchpin, Bunny Shaw. It didn't matter that she wasn't there. Those ladies got it done. They're passionate. They have grit. They can dig in. And you could see what it meant to them on the pitch after the match today. And I also saw after the match, Marta talking to Bunny Shaw saying, You're the future girl. And I thought that was so cool. That is so cool.
2: And we'll get into Marta in a second. But I love the shout that Jamaica hasn't conceded a goal. Because when you think about their group stage teams, they had... France and Brazil coming down at them, and massive shout out to Jamaica's goalkeeper. Brazil eight shots on target. If you watched that game this morning, Brazil did have their chances. Jamaica another goalkeeper who was very very big between the pipes for for her country. So just a really really good result. Jamaica didn't have a shot on target, but they played super defensive. Obviously, did what they could to stop the threat of the Brazilians coming down the pitch and what would probably be the case down their throat. And they did an excellent job Mm -hmm. of kind of denying those, those opportunities. And yeah, Marta, her sixth world cup, her last world cup, she said last week that she's going to hang up the boots. You know, I think she has the record for the most world cup goals for on the women's side. So she's a legend in the sport, like no introduction Mm -hmm. necessary. Sad to see her go out this way, but, um, The way the Brazilians started wasn't the way the Brazilians ended, which is what I've been saying throughout this entire women's world cup. It doesn't really matter how you start it. It matters how you progress. And if you have a very, very good performance, now your job is to stay consistent. If you're not able to build even on the great performances and keep that consistency, you're going to get burned a little bit. And if you look at Brazil's performance today versus their, their very first Mm -hmm. game, it's, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. So tough day for Brazil, tough day for Brazilians fans. Obviously, I'm a massive fan of Brazil, but I'm the happiest right now for Jamaica. What a well-deserved draw today. What a well-deserved performance in the group stage and what a well-deserved advancement now into the knockout
0: stage. Oh, extremely well-deserved. And something to praise about Jamaica, too, is just their consistency on the pitch. Like you mentioned, Caroline, Brazil... I thought they were going to go all the way. Yeah, Um, me too. Their first match there, it was smooth. It was slick. It was the most creative football I've seen them play in a very long time. It was very exciting. And unfortunately, it just couldn't be sustained. But Jamaica, they might not always play this impressive, beautiful football all the time, but they're consistent in what they do. And that gets them through. And that's so important. And that's what's going to take them far, hopefully, in this tournament. But moving forward as well. Well, you don't always have to play the
2: prettiest football. You just have yep. to make sure it's effective and mm-hmm. you're doing what you need to do to win the game. Of course, pretty football as fans watching from the TV, you mm-hmm. want to see it. But if your game plan's working and your strategy for your team is working, all you have to do is get the result. Jamaica yep. did that. Now, what I will say is Jamaica's going to need to start scoring goals in oh, order to keep going on. So I'm, I'm very curious to see, you know, I'd love to see a goal from Bunny Shaw. Like I'm a big wow, fan of hers. Yes. Yes. So I'm so excited to see what they do now in the round of 16, but conceded zero goals. Now maybe they can start adding goals scored four to that tally and
0: mm-hmm. see what they do next. They'll be riding on this momentum, this energy of getting to where they are. So I really hope they can make something happen, especially on the offense. But in the round of 16, would they be playing somebody from Group H or do you know who they play next?
2: I'm terrible with think, trying to
0: figure out who's coming out of I don't think that's being decided bracket. yet. I think we would have heard that. So we'll have to see what happens, but we've got some pretty incredible round of 16 games coming up. And they're just one of these teams that I think their energy, their mentality... Cannot be underestimated as well. Yeah. Love it. Let's move on to USA versus Portugal. Man, is
2: there drama around the US women? And I've said on this podcast, I'm a big fan of the U.S. women's national team. I like their swagger. I like, if you Mm -hmm. want to say they're overly confident, I love that about them. I love that they kind of embrace the villain role in women's football. They are an extremely decorated program and very, very successful. Mm -hmm. I'm a big, big fan. But the reality is, is what we've been seeing from them at this World Cup is not the same from what we've seen from this U.S. team in previous World Cups, in previous Olympic Games. So a lot of fans, U.S. women's fans in particular, are not happy because if you watch that game against Portugal, you could argue, which is how I feel, Portugal deserved to win that match. Now, when you look at the stats alone, USA 17 shots, six on target. Portugal, six shots, zero on target. If you just look at that stat, you'd be like, no, U.S. was the better team. But if you watch the game, Portugal, 57% of the possession. USA, 43% of the possession. Portugal was nifty. They were crafty. They were – their football IQ was 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 so high. They were just absolutely rattling the U.S. in every way that they could. And I, at some point, I'm like, Portugal's going to go through. And they kind of – Deserve to, based on the way this game's going. A lot of fans are saying that the U.S. should ha- should be going home. Portugal hit that post in extra time. Lots of drama. What do you think, Julia, is at this point, is the U.S. women's national team in trouble?
0: Wow, that is a big question, but I'll get to that in a sec. But could you imagine if Portugal actually got that goal at the end and the team was going to go home? Their World Cup debut. It was their World
2: Cup debut. And the way Portugal played, I had Portugal getting out of this group because I love the way they play. I think they're such a fun, smart team. Mm -hmm. It's the best way to put it. I think what they lack is a clinical striker. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm hopeful that the next time the World Cup comes around, the next time the Olympics come around, they kind of have that aspect of their game figured out. But I mean, as a team that's making their World Cup debut to kind of keep the U.S. on their toes the way that they did and outplay them, I was so, so like shocked. Not shocked because, again, I rated Portugal high, but... Shocked that they were able to do that against a U.S. women's team that's projected to win the entire tournament. Mm -hmm. They held their own.
0: It was so cool to watch. And wow, that just would have been a moment (laughs) if they actually did go through. But yes, is the U.S. women's national team in trouble? I don't want to say yes or no either way, but I'm leaning more towards the yes side because I really, I don't know. Sorry, guys, for the hot takes. (laughs) But feel free to tweet me. I don't really care. We love hot takes, Julia. Don't worry about it. it. I just haven't seen anything super special from them. If I'm being honest, in the last couple games, I know they had their win, the first one, um, but I haven't seen that usual spark that the United States team has. I haven't seen really anyone kind of step up and force their team to have momentum to play like a coherent unit it feels i think i mentioned this earlier but it feels sort of like there's 11 players out there but not one team if that makes sense and that's not really what i'm used to or anybody else is used to seeing from the united states we're not seeing them be as clinical as what they used to be and coming up in the round of 16 now like i don't know if they know how lucky they were honestly to get through here and they're playing sweden yeah, that is going to be a very, very tough game for the United States if they can't pull it together. But this is do or die. This is a do or die moment. Sudden death. Will the United States be able to turn it around? This is their moment to do that. So
2: here's how I feel. Was this the U.S. women's national team worst group stage performance ever in the history of their World Cup Yes. Three games, five points. Uh, But sometimes like we were just saying, it doesn't matter how you get the result. As long as you get the result, I have to see how the U S do against Sweden. If they absolutely tank the performance against Sweden and they're out of the world cup and this is what their whole world cup performance has been summed up to. Yeah. uh, Like very, very poor, very poor. And then Mm -hmm. I'll give my opinion on that, but let's say they have the game of their lives and this us women's national team finally starts connecting and their big time players finally show up and they beat Sweden. Maybe they start peaking at the right yep. time. They did what they have to do in the group stage. It wasn't pretty, but they advanced. And now they play Sweden, they move on, and they peak at the right time. I ha- This game for me against mm-hmm. Sweden is everything. This yep. also, shockingly enough, is the most played fixture in the history of the Women's World Cup set to be played out for a seventh time between Sweden and the US. <laughs> no so way. There's, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of history now between the Americans and the Swedish. So you know that there's going to be a different type of like momentum to this game. They're playing for a lot. They're playing for, you know, just not only for a world cup win and not only for their countries, but it's kind of that clout that you have this rivalry that I'm sure that they have between two teams. So I have to wait and see, but if the U S tank and they are, they make a round of 16 exit, you have to want, did you hear Carly Lloyd's, comments oh, yeah. after the game. You have to that wonder was, if Carly Lloyd is spicy. absolutely right. It
0: was yep. spicy. But it's, it was right. You're right. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, so for, for everyone listening and watching who who didn't hear Carly Lloyd after the game was... was I think she was on Fox News and or Fox Sports and she saw a video of like Alex Morgan and Crystal Dunn and some of the players dancing after the Portugal game and celebrating that they've moved on to the round of 16. And Carly Lloyd was like horrified. She's like, I've never seen this happened before in, in my life. And she then she saw a picture or a video of some of the players going to the fans in the stands, taking photos with them and celebrating. And she said, there's always a way to go and say hi to your family and respect the fans. But when the player of the match was the post, alluding to the post that Portugal had hit in extra time, she said, you should be very happy that you're not going home. Mm-hmm. So Carly Lloyd kind of ripping into this U.S. women's national team saying, why are you celebrating? Why are you dancing? You know, there's really nothing to celebrate. Do it silently almost because you're lucky you're not on a bus and mm-hmm. then straight to the airport heading back to the States. Mm-hmm. And I kind of love that from Carly because I think it yeah. takes a lot of courage to say that as a former player and with someone who obviously is going to, you see the, the name Carly Lloyd and the headline Carly Lloyd, it's going to gain traction. Yeah. So Carly Lloyd having that courage says a lot, says a lot about how she feels, maybe some other former U S women's national team players. So we'll see if that's a little bit of a wake up call for the younger players who are playing at this world cup. But you know, a lot of people are speaking how they feel the Netherlands coach, people didn't like what he had to say, but is he wrong Mm -hmm. saying that this team at this world women's world cup is not like the teams from the past. Sometimes people just have the courage to speak up about what's going on around this U.S. Women's National Team program. And right now, they're not wrong. Right now, in this moment, they're not wrong. Can the U.S. start playing differently and prove us wrong? Absolutely. That's why I'm holding off on my opinion. But
0: just crazy to see what's happening. Oh, my gosh. It's so crazy. I honestly that quote from Carly, though, I read that I was like, first of all, first reaction from a journalist perspective. I was like, the media are going to eat that up. Of course. Second of all, I thought, ain't that the truth, girl? Like, I'm so glad she went out and said that. And I I really hope this United States team sees that because. It's true. It's true. It could be a little moment for them. I don't know. But again, no, no judgments. I'm happy. They were happy after the game, no, whatever. But at the same time, this is not what anyone was really thinking from this team going in. And I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I would just, like I said earlier, I would just love to see some of these team um, players, like younger ones, especially come in and have their moment to shine. Cause like, do they really realize they were, inches away from losing. I don't know.
2: Well, it's crazy. Cause at the beginning, when we were talking about, I believe it was USA's game versus Vietnam, Sophia Smith scored mm-hmm. two goals and we are like, wow, she, here she is on the biggest stage in her world cup debut, you know, two yeah. goals. I think the youngest player to do that in the U S program history. So we're raving about it, but then it's just kind of been silent, you know, really and, like and silent. And, even her game against portugal it not, it doesn't all come down to sophia smith but you she was just kind of taken out of the game and you expect more from these powerhouses that we've been reading about, that we watch outside of the women's world cup to now come in and do work. And unfortunately that's the expectation we have of superstars. That's the expectation I have of Alex Morgan. So when Alex Morgan, in my opinion, isn't playing 10 out of 10, like I'm used to seeing her play at the world cup. I'm like, well, what the hell's going on? That, that, unfortunately, that type of expectation comes when you are, one of the best in the game. Uh, Does Alex Morgan have to have the best game every single day of her life? Absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying. But sometimes I feel like the effort is lacking. And that's what's concerning for me about this U.S. Women's National Team. There's no effort. There's no drive. There's no hunger. They're not playing for each other. It's Mm -hmm. a very different
0: feel than what we've seen in the past. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, this. I don't know if this is fair to say, but it's sort of like they are not really looking like they want to win another World Cup like they really they don't. And I was going to bring up Alex Morgan as well. So thank you for doing that, Caroline. But in the sense of she was tapped to win the golden boot. of this whole (laughs) tournament she had the best betting odds not just in canada but like across the globe for anyone who participates in sports betting um i don't so i have no idea about that world but here we are i don't know like it's not i don't think it's going to be alex morgan unless they have matches of their lives moving forward (laughs) Very different narrative. Very different narrative.
2: I know. It's crazy. And it's interesting that you mentioned some of the stuff that you do because a lot of people are questioning the focus of this women's national team, Mm -hmm. U.S. women's national team. They came into that game against Portugal. And before the game, you see kind of their pregame fits, right? Like they're they're, what they wear to the game. And they're taking these stylish photos on the field. And everyone's like, what the hell is going on? This is the World Cup. And they have to... Mm-hmm. basically you know not lose this game to to go through and they're they're taking pictures now I can I don't read too much into this stuff I'm like you know some players need to do what they need to do maybe not think too much about the game that's kind of my what might be more optimal for their performance if they're not too focused on the game but on the other side I'm like I don't know if you should be taking you know cool stylish pictures yeah. that right before a game you know what I mean yeah I'm it just not. Doesn't airing. look
0: like they're taking it seriously. That's,
2: that honestly, that's how I feel. That's yep. how I feel. Uh, again, maybe we're wrong. Maybe they prove us wrong. Maybe at the end of this entire World Cup, they win the whole thing, and we're like, "Well, that yep. was a <laughs> that, that was a crazy trip that the U.S. Women's National Team yeah. took us on." But yeah, I don't know. I, I can't say that that would be me. In like, oh, here's my stylish, you know, photo Mm-mm. right before a game. Nope. Uh, maybe it works for them, but I, I think. Yeah, we just have to see how the rest plays out because I'm very curious how Sweden
0: goes. I don't know. I mean, right now, it's hard to say. But if the United States is playing like they are right now, I think it's going to Sweden. Yeah. Yes. Well, Well, like Sweden topped their group, right? They did top their group. Three wins. They played today. And um, who did they play? Argentina? Yes. Yes. And They won 2-0. There was a brace in the second half. Um, I wouldn't say it was a particularly exciting game. Nothing crazy happened, but they turned it up. They got the job done in the end, and that's what really matters, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited.
2: I think the USA Sweden games at 1 a.m. or 3 a.m. my time, but I'm already, I'm already excited. I don't care, you know, if I'm in the middle of REM sleep, I'm waking up and I'm watching that game because Mm -hmm. I'm so curious to see if the U.S. women turn it on or if Sweden just, Sweden has this, I feel like Sweden has this hunger that they got silver at the Olympic Games. Yep. and now they're like, okay,
0: that happened to us. That didn't feel good. We're going to win the whole damn thing. So that would be great. I mean, Sweden also crazy. eliminated the United States from the gold medal game yep. last time around in Tokyo. So that could be some fire for the States too. So I mean, both sides have stories here,
2: storylines. The amount of times they've played together. I'm telling you that they're going to be playing for you know that that scoreline between these two countries that they've had historically. So I'm so pumped. But Julia, when we wrap up this episode, you are yeah. you our, our, Jesus, I could have picked three (laughs) better words to put beside each other. You're our England expert. So hit us with your, your England knowledge, big six, one win
0: today over China. And what'd you think? Yeah. Well, six, one win. Very, very happy. Very, very happy with this performance. I think this English team, they were one of the teams that grew into this tournament, I think. They, you know, obviously got the job done at the end of the day, topped their group, but they played the best football of the group stage in the third game, um, in my opinion, over China. And China's a good team, but England just, they came out with that fire, that passion. England's this team that when you talk about making deep runs, the mentality, they have it, they don't give up. And I think... If they played how England did against China, I think they certainly have a chance to make a very deep run in this tournament. We saw Lauren James absolutely come into the spotlight, and we have to have a moment for her because people are talking about her, I guess, the last few weeks, the last few months. Um, Obviously, she's an outstanding player, but she has now arrived on the world stage she was directly involved in five of England's six goals, either scoring them or assisting them, which is the most of any player, male or female, ever in wow. any World Cup. Her brothers, Rhys James, I'm um, not sure if people know that, but <laughs> I had to put the two and two together recently, and he was just tweeting out, being like, that's my sister, oh my gosh. Oh, my, my, my. <laughs> so it's like super cool. But she she was really special. And what I loved about this England team was they came together, they just They played some of that exciting, creative, crafty football, like what we saw Brazil do at the beginning of the tournament. And I hope, obviously, because I'm an English fan, that they can pull it together. But they were crisp. They were tight. They didn't let too many gaps uh, go. And yeah, yeah. They were fluid. It was really nice. They passed the ball around a lot. We saw lots of different strikers get goals. We saw their depth come into play. Lots of substitutions, which was really nice to see, considering how many injuries they have. Kira Walsh, of course, we did talk about her potential ACL. Is not an ACL, thank gosh. But we don't know if she's going to even play um, much moving forward. Yeah. So that was a worry because Kira is obviously fabulous. But they came out and had an excellent game. So who really knows what's going to happen? Um, I just thought Chloe Kelly was great coming in off the bench, scoring goal immediately. Alex Greenwood, I don't think she gets enough attention, to be quite honest, very precise passing. But the thing that I have with England is, will they be able to sustain this? I'm not sure. They're playing Nigeria. Nigeria is a great team. And we'll have to see in the round of 16 what happens. But it was a great performance from them. And it made me very happy as an England fan.
2: Amazing. And it's crazy because when we watched England's first game versus Haiti, 1-0 for England, there mm-hmm. were some, which I believe is where uh, England scored on a penalty,
0: right? Is my memory serving yes. correctly? just a penalty and they hadn't scored an open play in like seven hours of football before that. So they're finally scoring at a good time. And
2: a lot of people were nervous. And you had mentioned on the podcast that people need to remember, this is a different England team from the Euro versus where they are now here at the women's world cup. So now based on, you know, a very Haiti may have not been pretty, but they got the job done. It's been Mm -hmm. like the theme of our podcast. It doesn't have to be pretty, but get get your, get your three points, do what you need to do to advance. Mm -hmm. Then a tough, you know, one nil over Denmark. I think Denmark's a tough team. And then Mm -hmm. here they are against China six one they're progressively getting better. So what do you think now watching this English team? Do they have a chance to go all the way? Because a lot of people prior to the tournament said England's winning it all and now at this point you know my dad called me this morning and he's like Caroline England's gonna win it all so what, what are your thoughts on that
0: oh my gosh I mean we, we just think about teams like Japan too I think if England took on Japan they'll have a real run for their money to be quite honest but I think England what makes them I'll be they're not the same as a Euros team, but what makes this particular squad special is the fact that I'm not saying other teams don't because they definitely do, but this team has so much to fight for, for their injured players. The English mm-hmm. squad, the lionesses are extremely close. They're all best friends. I watch all of their um, documentaries, all of their videos. They're literally a team of best friends. And that's so cool to see. they are, fighting for players like their captain Leah Williamson, Beth Mead, out, now Kira Walsh. That affects them deeply and I know that in their change rooms just in their training, they'll be when they'll be wanting to win it for them and I think just having this particular emotional connection of something to fight for will take them a long way as well. I would love to say England is going to go all the way, but I, I don't, oh, I don't know. It's so, I don't know because... So many other teams have done amazing things as well. And all of my predictions have been wrong so far. (laughs) So I don't know. I think they have a shot, but against a team like Japan, I think Japan's looking slicker, to be honest. And it hurts my heart to say that, but it's the truth. Well, with predictions, don't be so hard on yourself because it's the World Cup,
2: like the craziest things Mm -hmm. happen that if anyone predicts every single game, I don't know, they're a time traveler or something because it's probably... Impossible,
0: if not close yeah. to impossible. I think their draw, England's draw to the final, though, is potentially easier. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, because I don't think they faced a team like Japan or anything until the final. Well, what a final that would be. Mm-hmm. I'll have it's to confirm so that, everyone. But
2: <laughs> it's yeah. funny. My dad said, you know, his bit about England this morning. And I said, oh, I don't know, Dad. My money is on Japan. Like after watching Japan, they're just so good. So it's yeah. interesting that you bring up Japan Japan and Colombia, my two favorite teams right now at the World Cup. And uh, you, you talk about chemistry. Chemistry is so important, especially at ter- tournaments like these. We, we've talked about Japan having a lot of chemistry. You could see Colombia having so much mm-hmm. chemistry. And then you add that to this English team. Uh, it, it, that is such a strong component of the game on and off the pitch that can take the team to the next level. And I think, you know, not to bring the U S back into this, but that's what the U S are lacking. And I'm not saying that they're not friends, but there's also, you know, you can be best friends off the pitch, but if that chemistry isn't driving on the pitch, it's problematic. So these teams that can have it on and off the pitch, it's a game changer for them. Mm-hmm.
0: It's absolutely a game changer. I am such a believer that chemistry, that mentality, and mm-hmm. that belief is equally as important as skill, technique, um, all of that, because it can take you a long way. And I don't know, there's got to be research papers or books or something on the psychology of the game. And it, it's, a, it's a key factor. And yeah, it's, it's just, it's special to watch those teams have that spark out there because you can sense it yeah. even through the TV. And again, I just, I have... So much respect for these teams, you know, like England, Japan, South Africa. It's really special. So I think we've been absolutely treated so far this tournament. Oh, I agree. Tomorrow is our last day of
2: group stage games. And then starting Friday, round of 16 starts with Switzerland and Spain. So everyone pay attention because if you don't like the group stages of of the World Cup and the times and everything... I, you know, I don't get it personally because I love all the games, but, you know, I get it. Now the round of 16 starts soon. So you're one and done. It's for all the meat and potatoes. Can't believe I just said that. And, <laughs> and you're, you're, you know, everything's on the line. So this is where it gets mm-hmm. really, really exciting. And we start to see some really good matchups Japan and Norway, Netherlands, South yeah. Africa, I think is going to be really good. Sweden, USA, England, Nigeria, Nigeria also. So Nigeria and South Africa, the two African teams in the knockout stages something worth mentioning what a what a massive feat for them and yeah we'll see what happens next but the next time i believe we're on kicked back might be next week where we get to talk about some of the knockout stage games so in the meantime guys let us know what you think tweet us talk to us comment on youtube and we'll be back with more coverage as soon as something crazy happens which i'm sure we're not too far away from that happening